This is Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine, Canada's leading source for poultry news, research, and trends for more than 100 years. You've tuned in to hear important conversations with industry leaders, producers, researchers, and other experts. Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the 2022 Top 440 Podcast Series, our program for recognizing young poultry leaders. I'm Brett Ruffle, editor of Canadian Poultry Magazine. In this episode, we talk to David Aaron, a turkey farmer from Atwood, Ontario. David has been running his family farm since the young age of 22, after his father passed away in a tragic farm accident. He has since converted the farm from pigs to turkey production. Along the way, he's adopted many innovative approaches and technologies. He's also a passionate educator and goes the extra mile for his community. Before we get started, I'd like to thank our program sponsors for their support, including our gold sponsors, Aviation and Egg Farmers of Canada, and our silver sponsor, Canadian Hatching Egg Producers. Now let's talk to David. Well, first off, thanks for joining us and congratulations on this recognition. Yeah, no, it's 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 a pretty pretty awesome honor okay so can we start by just uh you telling us a little bit about your farming background uh so i grew up on a actually a hog farm just south of donegal uh with uh my mom and dad and five i have i have two three older two older sisters and one older brother and a younger younger sister and uh yeah we did Pharaoh to finish in the pigs for, I don't know, 20 some odd years, 30 some odd years, I think. And uh, yeah, kind of grew that and, and grew the crops and stuff along with it. And yeah, that's kind of my farming background. Um, so what was it like taking over the farm at such a young age? It sucked. I won't lie to you. It sucked. There was, <laughs> it says, so when I was, I was 22 when my dad died and, uh, and yeah, it, it's tough. It was tough to be thrown into it. Like I, I, it was nice that I worked hand in hand with my dad. So, you know, I knew a lot of the day-to-day stuff. I knew, you know, this is what has to be done. This is how we have to do it. You know, we had cows and stuff and like beef cows and, you know, to deal with that because I didn't have a whole lot to do with that because I was always in the pig barn it was, it was nice that I could, I spent as much time with him as I did, but yeah, it was, it was tough. It was, I guess the only thing I can say is, you know, I, I, I'm surrounded by industry people. I, I have the great fortune of being surrounded by industry people that care about as my success as much as I did. Uh, you know, they, there was a lot of questions asked and, you know, if they didn't know the answers, they found out the answers and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. so you, you had a lot of friends and associates that you could just help guide you. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in particular, I think you were saying, um, you, your father never had a chance to show you the business side. So how did you, you pick up that? how did you find picking that up? I, I so I never did well in school. I was one of those guys that, you know, when it came to school, I just, I couldn't care less. I was, I was that guy that always looked out the window and the teacher always said, Hey, you're never going to make a living looking out a window. So, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I didn't really get the business side until, 
till my dad was gone and you know mom mom ran the business and stuff and she was kind of like dave you know you've got to learn this you've got to take this over uh so it was more of a hands-on you know throwing into it kind of deal that i i guess i learned the hard way you know i i had to i had to learn all the the business side firsthand right away right off the bat right mm-hmm know you know sink i guess i guess it's 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 swing sink or swim right you you know you you either do it or you know you're not going to be doing it right and so why did you switch from hogs to turkey production about two years after dad died mom kind of come to me and said dave look you know i know you want to farm i know you want to take over you know what what do you want to do do you want to stay in pigs or what do you want to do and pigs were at an 11 year low so they were and the government actually came along and was offering a buyout for the sow to, to to limit sow numbers in ontario so they were and i didn't know should we stay in pigs you know i had a wife and and then a little kid then and you know just born and we we're kind of sitting there do we stay in pigs don't we stay in pigs and i was actually reading one of your magazines and a friend gave it to me it's just you know whatever and i was reading about it and reading through it and you know I'd like chickens, but to get into chickens, just, it wasn't, it didn't make sense financially for me to get into chickens. So I was reading again, so we go back to, I was reading one of your magazines and there was a guy in there talking about turkeys. And I'm like, well, shit, you know, that sounds, that sounds really cool. That sounds something like, you know, that's a little better than chicken, something a little different. You know, I'm going to look into that. And it kind of spiraled from there. You know, I, 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 called my feed wrap you know i got talking to him about it he put me in touch with you know the pullet suppliers and stuff and and i so what happened was is i took the money the money from the sow buyout and i renovated old pig barns and i bought my first turkey quota with the money that i used like from the government and the money i got from the sow selling the herd and uh, that's what got me in the door so it was and so what is the state of your turkey farm now? Like how many barns do you have? How much quota do you have? Um, so we have, we have four barns. We have 800,000 kgs. Um, it's split up between hen and tom production. So it is the old, the old pig barns. We grow uh, five kg hens and uh, our broiler hens. And uh, the, new, the, new, the two new barns, we grow uh, 16 kg toms. So we do. And so our hens... Our hens go to Exceldor in Hanover, and our toms go to Haters out of Dashwood. Okay, so looking back, are you glad you switched over to turkeys? Yes, yes, I, I hesitated there, but yes, I'm. You know what? I'm very happy we switched over to turkeys. Um, I, it gives me some family time. You know, like so when I was growing up as a kid, if you wanted to spend time with mom and dad, you had to be in the barn with mom and dad. You know, there wasn't a lot of time for other stuff. There wasn't a lot of time. They made time for family, but, you know, any extra stuff, there wasn't a lot of time for that as kids. And I find now with, with the turkeys, we, we run a fairly fairly si- good size grain operation as well. And I find that, you know, I have time for that. I can do that. I can do a better job there. The kids come with me. You know, the kids go to the barn with me. They come in the tractors with me. They, like my kids go everywhere with me, you know, if 
someday it's raining or something, you know, and they're home from school and, and, and my wife's home, you know, we can, we can jump in the vehicle and say, Hey, we're going to go do this today. Or, you know, where's the pigs? You couldn't do that. You're, 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 you've had freedom, but it's not as much freedom. Um, like from the size that we were at, we didn't have a lot of hired help. We did a lot of stuff ourselves. So yeah, like I still, I like the pigs. I like the animal, but as far as like financial wise and, and workload, I am a lot happier with turkeys. So I am. Yeah. So what does a typical work day look like for you? Uh, so we're up, you know, we're up fairly early. We're up at six thirty every morning. Um, the kids and I, we, we, we have breakfast as soon as we get up and then uh, we head out to the barn. It takes, how long does it take? It usually takes two, two and a half hours to check all the barns, depending on if we have baby birds, if we have baby birds, uh, it takes longer. Just, you got to spend a little more time with them. You know, you walk through a little more, you, you take your time, just making sure everything is what it's supposed to be. Um, and then, uh, we'll leave the barn and, you know, we'll go to the shop or we'll go to the field and, and do stuff there. And then, you know, if, like I said, again, if I had baby birds, we're back in the barn, you know, every two, three hours, just, just checking them, making sure everything's good. Um, making sure that the birds are healthy and running around and, and eating and drinking. Um, and then, you know, come five, six o'clock at night, we go back to the barn and, you know, another couple hours in the barn. And then that's kind of our day. We, you know, walk through, check drinkers, check water or feeders, um, pick up dead ones, you know, just kind of watch the birds, you know, make sure that they're, they're active, that they're happy. You know, a, a happy bird is a, a, a healthy bird, right? So I read you like to do things a little bit differently. So can you tell me a, a few of the interesting management practices you've done in your barn? So I'm, from, from what I'm told, I'm one of the few guys that bed with straw on, in, in the brooder barn, like, so in our starter barns, um, a lot of guys, most guys use shavings or like straw pellets, stuff like that. Um, so when we, when we first got in, so <laughs> when we first got into the turkeys, we, we, we started with shavings too. So we did. And you know, that was, it worked, but I found the birds were never I found they were never comfortable. They were always piling. I, I always had big piling problems for the birds because they were always cold and I could never seem to get them to, to spread out and be comfortable. And I, uh, so the first flock went through and that was fine. The second flock come in and I'm like, well, you know, these shavings cost a lot of money. I have all this straw because we grow a fair bit of wheat. Why don't we try bedding half this barn with straw and we'll, we'll start them on shavings and do the other half of the barn with straw. So that's what we did. And again, you know, we had piling issues and stuff and, and the birds were never happy. And then I let them out of a ring in the old barn. We brewed in, we brewed in rings for the birds. So we let them out of the ring and they'd all run to the straw. And as soon as they got to the straw, they were comfortable. They were happy. You know, the birds were just, they were better birds once they got to the straw. So I'm like, well, maybe we should try brooding on straw and seeing how this works. So we actually, so when we started brooding on straw and our piling issues went away instantly. The birds were much happier. They were much, a lot more comfortable. I don't know what it is about the straw. I don't know, but I just know the birds, the birds like it better than the shavings. So they did. It's 
you know, straw comes with its own challenges and it's slippery, you know, little birds get sprayed legs, you know, they eat it. It's not, you know, when they eat a shaving, it'll, it'll go through their stomach and it's fine. You eat a straw and it gets stuck in there and our mortality, you know, spikes a wee bit the odd time. But I, I, I think the birds are just happier that the, the good outweighs the bad as far as I'm concerned when bedding with straw. And then uh, in our new barn, we, We've put uh, on the baby side, we've put uh, Lemico chicken feeders in. So on, they have what they call an H2 feeder for the toms or for the birds for starting, for starting baby turkeys. And I like the H2, but I always felt the H2, the, the lip on the side was too high and, and which made the feeder too deep for the birds as they got older they could fall in it, they could step in it, you know, they could walk on their feed and everything like that. Whereas the Lamicos, they can't, the lips a lot smaller. It's, it's a chicken feeder. And as much as you can say, turkeys aren't chickens for the first three or four weeks, I'd say a turkey is no different than a chicken. They are just as small. They, they need just as much attention there you know so to get them started we we did that and we're one of the i think there's only like well lemico says we're the only ones that have put lemico feeders in a turkey barn because they cut they thought we were a little different when we did that so whatever but you know with with county lines help and 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 stuff we 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 put them in and they are working awesome we love them they do a great job the birds really seem to like them the birds start really well on them and and it works very nice so it does. Uh, then we went and put uh, farm guard in, and farm guard is is like the PrevTech monitoring system of the world. Um, it monitors stray voltage, uh, electrical current, stuff like that. And uh, we felt like talking to our insurance company and stuff. We felt that with the price of buildings and 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 new barns being what they are, that you know this is maybe a good idea to start putting some some of this stuff in to help give us a warning of, you know, nobody wants a barn fire. Nobody wants stuff like that. Cause it just, it just costs so much money to do it. Whereas, you know, now we have a monitoring system that will, you know, let us know if something is going on in the barn, like for voltage, like electrically, right. And, and stuff like that. And then uh, we've, what do we, we've got genius eye touches in the two new barns and they're, they're awesome to work with. Everything's at the touch of your fingers. Everything's on your phone. You know, I can go away and I can pull it up. I can see what the birds are doing. We have cameras hooked up to them. Um, I can see the birds. Like if we go to a wedding or something, you know, I can be, <laughs> you know, you're sitting there waiting for everything to start or waiting for the bride to walk down the aisle. And it's like, geez, I wonder what those birds are doing. I wonder what, I wonder how this looks. It's hot outside Are those fans running. You know, you can pull it all up on your phone or an iPad or a computer, wherever you are, and you can see in real time what's going on in your barn. You know, you can look at the cameras and be like, okay, those birds are happy, they're comfortable, I don't need to worry about them. You know, and then uh, and with the eye touch, you can pull up, you know, temperatures, you can change things. You know, you can be, oh, geez, it's hot, let's start the mister. You know, or, you know, change the timers on the misters for the for the toms. And, and just, yeah, everything's just, it's more user friendly. It's everything's at the touch of my fingers now, which is which is really nice. So it is. 
And it also sounds like you're very involved in educating people about turkey production. I heard of a few things you've been involved with. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? So I, I'm of the belief that, you know, the best way to learn about farming is to talk to a farmer. So I am. Um, so if anybody even remotely wants to talk to me about turkeys, I'm keener than keen to tell them stories, tell them what I've done, tell them how I've done what I've done. You know, I, I, everybody always says turkeys are a little different. And I like to say, well, that makes a good set for me because I'm a little different and turkeys are misunderstood kind of like me. So, you know, it kind of works hand in hand. I keep saying, and, and yeah, that's, like I said, if anybody's willing to listen, I'm willing to talk about turkeys. So I am, um, yeah, we've, we've worked with processors, you know, they, you know, when we first started, um, Exceldor wanted a, a seven kg bird and we, we've gone to a five kg bird at the request of Exceldor because they can market that bird better. They can, you know, people, people don't want that great big turkey anymore. They want a smaller turkey. They like for an everyday kind of meal, right? So we've worked with them to do that and, and a few things on that end. Yeah. So what is it you love most about turkey farming? The animals, the animals make it every time, you know, you, <laughs> so when I got into the turkey farming, when I got into it, I, I went to the first meeting and, and I was, you know, I'm greener than green and, you know, don't know what to do. And I'm worried as all thing because you borrow all this money and, and everything. And there was a, I sat at the table and there was an old fella sitting beside an old, an older fella sitting beside me and, you know, we just started talking and, you know, he's like, so how long you been doing this? I was like, well, I just kind of got into it. Yada, yada, yada. He's like, he's like the wonderful thing about turkeys. I'm like, what's that? He's like, every time you open the barn door to turkeys, he's like, you have that many thousand new friends. He's like, they all, they're curious. They want to know who you are, what you are, you know, what you're doing here. You know, you, they're, they're, they're like having a, they're like having a dog. You know, every time you come home, the dog greets you. He wants to be your friend. You know, you open the barn door to the turkey barn and all those turkeys are like, oh, the farmer's here. The farmer's here. We need to go see him. Let's go talk to the farmer. Let's go talk to the farmer. And, you know, if you're having a bad day, your day just instantly gets turned around because you have that many, that many new friends that want to be there. You know, they want to hang out with you. If the wife's mad at you or the kids don't want to talk to you, you know, whatever, whatever. The turkeys are always there. You can just go talk to them. So mm. you can. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like the turkeys. So I do. They're, they're very, they're, they're more personable. Can you talk a little bit about your work with the Christian Farmers of Ontario? What sorts of things you've done through that organization? So that one, we just kind of started in that one. You know, we kind of got in with when COVID was, you know, running at its height and we really haven't been able to do a whole lot. Um, we, we've, we've donated money to food banks and a few things like that. And we're trying with, with the Christian farmers group, they have scholarship programs. So with Perth County, I'm, I'm a member of the Perth County junior or Christian farmers. So we're, we're, we're trying to get into that where we can do scholarships and, and stuff like that and to help, you know, further education of agriculture, I guess is what I want to say. You know, if you, if you want to, if you want to learn more post-secondary education um, about, you know, 
you're going through for a diesel mechanic or, you know, animal husbandry, stuff like that, you know, that's where the scholarships will be more, more aimed at is the egg side of things. So it is, but like I said, we really haven't been able to do a whole lot more just because with the way COVID was and when we got started, like when we, when we could do things and yeah, we'd, we'd like to do more where, you know, there's a lot more things that can be done that we'd like to do. It's just, we got to get doing them. So we do. So have you had any other like industry involvement or community work outside of that organization? Uh, I'm a member of my local lions club. So I am. And, uh, Oh, I don't know. What was it? We used to own a high hole. That's actually kind of cool. We used to own a high hole and, uh, and my buddy, I got a couple of buddies on the local fire department and every time there, I don't know if it's good or bad, but every time we, they, they'd have a big fire structure, like a barn would burn or something. They would, uh, they'd always call me to come with the high hole and help them, you know, pull the building apart to make sure the fire was out and, and a few things like that. So that was, that was really cool. So it was. And when you get a chance, how do you like to spend your downtime? Uh, I like to spend my downtime with my wife and kids. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what they're doing or where they want to do things. Or if it's simple as, you know what, just sitting out in front of the fire pit at night and just watching a fire. I, I love, I love being with my family. They're, they're, they're why I do what I do. And, and they're, they're my biggest motivation to keep doing what I do. Um, so they are, they are they're great moral support and, and uh, yeah, just watching the kids grow up and, and, and just being here with them and watching them, you know, come to the barn and get excited when we get baby birds, you know, they, they want to be in the barn. They want to be there. Just, just watching them take the same, the same interest and the same joy in the livestock that I get out of it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love being with my kids. I love being, hanging out with the family and my, my wife likes camping and, I don't like camping. I've never been camping, but I don't like it because I'm that guy that sits there and says, why do I want to pay somebody else to park a trailer on their hunk of dirt when I already rent land and I'll just park a trailer there, you know, and, and then I can well, drive over with the combine or I can drive over with the tractor and, and stuff like that. Right. Like I'm uh, renting your chunk of dirt to do what <laughs> my, my Amy, Amy, my wife gets kind of mad at me about that, but that's all right. I, I'll get over it. <laughs> Yeah. All right, great. Well, thanks a lot for your time. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. And congratulations once again. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and take care. Yep. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit canadianpoultrymag.com slash podcasts.